Execute Order 66. You are not prepared! It's over 9,000! You're listening to an oddcast. For real? For real. Like, the, the, the amount of range Led Zeppelin had, you'd think somebody would destroy their voice completely, but, I mean, kudos to him. That's uh, yeah. hitting some high-ass notes. I mean, I yeah. tried to think, sing Thunderstruck the other day, and I was like, <laughs> Welcome to What an Oddcast. I'm Jared Minikheim. That's Anthony Denny. Um, Hello. Uh, we're doing two-part on the movies. Uh, yesterday, we ran into some... Some unexpected things. Uh, we had to cut it into two part, uh, but uh, this will be the second part, and uh, we're gonna start with the movies uh, that we're gonna list as the scram, um, the ones that were just not as good as they should have been, or just weren't good in general. Um, why don't we just start by shitting on one movie in particular? Because I know we both can agree it's fucking awful. <laughs> they changed the whole ending of that movie to it being trains instead of space. A movie about a cosmic entity. They changed the ending to be on train. <laughs> a train. And in case you don't know what we're talking about, of course we're talking about Dark Phoenix. Uh it was fuck it was a hot garbage fire. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on the show before, but the best review that me and my father uh, found about it when it came out, because we wanted to know if it was as bad as we were hearing, the first review that we found was fucking beautiful, because the person wrote, <clears throat> and I quote, X-Men The Last Stand was not a good movie. Let's start there. This movie manages to be just as bad, and then gets even worse. <laughs> that's that's a harsh way. That yeah. <laughs> and the Dark Phoenix story in the comics is a, it's an awesome one. Like it, it it just is, man. Like Gene like you like Gene losing control of the Phoenix and like you learn about like the Phoenix Force and how powerful it is and like she can't control it anymore. And she starts, like, murdering the X-Men and shit, and they have to, everybody had, the whole universe has to band together to fucking stop her. It's a beautiful story. <clears throat> somehow they keep fucking it up. Like, you could use just the X-Men and make it work, but somehow they just keep managing to fuck up this fucking story. Uh, and Dark uh, Phoenix managed to be even worse than the last time they tried, which was X-Men The Last Stand. It somehow managed to be fucking worse than that movie, which was really hard to do. <laughs> Now, now, Jared, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, uh, Simon Kinberg. Oh, and, and who's Simon? Well, Simon, you know, he he's a... Uh, you better not tell me what made, to do. He's made a lot of screen, good screenplays, you know. He like he, he did Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, Jumper, okay. if you're okay with Jumper. Yeah, and then not, he, also, he also wrote movies. Oh? Like Triple like... X, State of the Union. The bad one. I was about to say, when you said Triple X, I'm like, oh, well, the first one, not everybody cares for it, but it's a fun action movie. 
No, the second one was just Ice Cube getting thrown into it, and it just, it was not good. That's Mr. another one that Mr. had Smith. really bad CGI train. <laughs> oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes. The movie that brought us Brangelina. That movie also could have been better. It could have been. Um, it has Vince Vaughn as a bit of like a fucking assassin. Vince fucking Vaughn. Hey, I'm gonna go fuck your mom. <laughs> but before I do that, I'm gonna kill this guy. Yeah. Um, X Men: The Last Stand. Wrote it. Uh, that explains so much. Now, let me guess. He wrote it, Dark Phoenix. He. They got the same fucking guy. <laughs> To write Dark Phoenix that wrote fucking X-Men The Last Stand. Do you see my fucking problem with that? <laughs> Alright, so I'm glad you decided to come in, Simon. Uh, now, we know that The Last Stand movie, people didn't really care for it. We feel... We think you could make a better one. Now, we, we have this universe going where it started off pretty good and the last movie kind of wasn't as good. So we're hoping you can help uh, revitalize. Oh, no, don't worry, I... I've got you. I'll make a, a tremendous movie. Don't, don't worry. And then he turns it in, which I'd like to imagine that when he turned it in, it was just him shitting on a piece of paper, smearing it around on some other pieces of paper, handing it to him, being like, oh, this will be a masterpiece. Um, totally not a garbage fire. Oh, my God. I love it. I love what he did. Let's make it, baby. But it was a fucking garbage fire. It was horrible. I have yeah. not watched it all the way through. Uh, I watched basically what was a breakdown of it to kind of get the idea of if it was at that bad. Oh, my fucking God. They kill Mystique early on in that movie. Like, she, Jennifer Lawrence, just dead. She gets impaled on, like, this piece of broken fucking house. Well, on the plus side, now she's as, her <laughs> character is as good as her acting. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Man, that was a harsh one, Anthony. Hey, she was good when she was younger, but then she got famous, and then she was like, oh, you. Wow. Mutant proud. Fuck you. Oh, well then, there's another landmine on this episode. <laughs> Welcome to Landmine Central with this two-parter, apparently. Um, But no, the other thing that happens in that same exact... Uh, that same exact scene, because it, it, it's like she goes back to find her father because like they did a flashback thing in the beginning where she's a kid and mommy turns off the radio and then she gets mad and flips the like flips and crashes the car, kills mom. Her dad's supposedly dead, but then she finds out that she was given up to Xavier because her dad didn't want her because he didn't know what to do. Anyway, she goes back there and then he's just like, "Yeah, no, I got rid of you. Like you're you're a fucking murdering." I don't know what you are. I don't want anything to do with you. Which just sets her off even more. And then the team comes to save her and be like, oh, Gene, you have to come with us. You had to be saying. This is my thing with that scene. More than the fact of just how it played out, Quicksilver, right? Yes, best character. He was great up until. <sighs> did they break his fucking leg again like they did in Apocalypse? He tries to run up to Gene. So, like, they do, like, the explosion, like, is frozen, and he's, like, running up these pieces of wood. He's about to hit her in the face. 
And then they just completely retcon what his powers are because she immediately looks at him and just makes time go normal, saying that he's not moving super fast. He just slows time. And then she kicks his ass. Okay. Um, <laughs> they retconned his powers. Like, no, wanna... he doesn't go super fast, guys. He just slows time. And Gene is I'm able to the... bypass it. I'm moving the filter away because I want to get really close. Um, to, for, to, for, well, remind everyone. Quicksilver ran off a fucking wall in the first movie. You can't do that just by slowing down fucking top. <laughs> That has been my title. <laughs> really? I'm not even kidding. And that was pointed out in the video I watched. You're like, wait a minute. So he's not moving fast? He just slows down time? That that doesn't make any sense. That's not how it was explained ever. <laughs> You're right, because you know, it's not how it works. You know, Wolverine doesn't have a healing factor. He actually reverses his body age back to before he got hurt. <laughs> so they do that um stupid fucking Christ um yeah no and then uh, by the end of the movie uh oh how do I put this they retcon their own timeline again Jared I don't want to throw my microphone this is a new house but I don't want to break any walls <laughs> By, you, um... by the end of the movie, they basic the way they acknowledge things is that the timeline of events of one, two, and last stand are somehow, even though in Days of Future Past, which is in the same series of movies where they retcon it to to that this timeline is them changing what happened there. This movie then decides to say, no, go fuck yourself. They're actually all connected. And what you see here is what happens leading into the first X-Men movie because they make a reference to McAvoy and uh, and uh, I'm drawing a blank because I'm just so fucking angry. <laughs> they um, make Stuart? fucking reference. Yes. Yes. Thank you. They make references to McAvoy and Stewart uh, who, who played uh, Magneto and Xavier respectively and one, two, and last stand, and they did those parts great for being the older men. But this movie, like, acknowledges somehow that they're all connected in the same timeline, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, Jean kills herself here again because she, like, goes into... Uh. She's getting mind-controlled by some fucking alien that comes onto... Which is something else that I don't fucking know why they did that. Because there's, like, this alien that comes to Earth and can shapeshift. And it, like, comes to talk to her, just like, you don't understand, the Phoenix Force, you don't understand how it works, but, like, I'll help you, Gene. And then, of course, she's fucking evil, and then she takes it for herself, and that's where, like, the train thing comes in, because this chick is, like, <laughs> using the Phoenix Force and controlling Gene somehow with it. But, like, Gene sacrifices herself to kill the Phoenix Force and get rid of this thing and save everyone, and it, like, makes a point to say that the, all the timelines are connected. And I'm just like that. Even being the last movie of this X-Men ever, because Fox isn't going to make any more, because as we all know, Disney got the rights back. 
This is still a dumb fuck movie that makes absolutely no fucking sense. It's, and they made Quicksilver a, just a talky douchebag. Because after that scene when she kicks his ass, when they come back to the mansion, it immediately is Quicksilver just being like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, they try... Or actually, no, no, they do that before that scene because it's right after the beginning when she gets all that shit. Uh, Quicks... When they're on... They have to go to, like, a space shuttle thing, and that's how she gets the Phoenix Force, the storm that comes through. But uh, he comes back... And he's like, yeah, you know, I did all the work. You know, nobody really, nobody really helped. You know, I'm just the star. And I'm like, so you made him a cocky douchebag. You just, like, okay. you made Quicksilver a cocky douchebag. You made Nightcrawler only useful in that beginning scene because then after that, he's fucking useless. And on top of that, they also retcon fucking Storm's powers because in the beginning, the space shuttle starts to leak air. And they're like, Storm, we're going to need you to, to re compress the compartment and she re-sucks all the air into it and i'm like that's not how weather works that's I'm not her power physically angry <laughs> do you see what i mean but this i have a theory terrible. i have a theory oh here we go so my, my, my best friend simon um <laughs> he was really hurt and heartbroken that they rebooted the X-Men universe with First Class and Days of Future Past. He was really hurt. So he decided to do it to them. He's like, oh, you've rewritten my timeline, my perfect story away. Well, in that case, I'm going to rewrite everything. Everything good about your movies is going to go away. Quicksilver, he's not quick. And he's a douche. Storm? What's weather? No, no, not weather. She controls the air pressure. So, in, in conclusion, oh, <clears throat> this one is a full scram, unlike the ones we talked about previous, uh, which were mostly likes. Uh, this one's a straight-up scram. It's not good for anybody. Not a casual viewer, not a comic lover. This movie was just fucking bad. Um, and so I'm kind of glad Fox is never fucking doing one again because they 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 just suck. They suck ass. They made three... or No, they made two good ones out of all this. They made First Class and Days of Futures Past, and those were both fucking good. I loved both of those. And then we get Apocalypse and this one that are just total fucking garbage. Made absolutely no sense how you started great and then immediately make them terrible again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we fixed all the problems from the last time we tried this. That's great. Hey, guys, we fucked up everything. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <clears throat> we're going to end up selling to Disney anyway. Um. Let's go on with a bang. You mean we should make the best X-Men movie of all time, sir? Fucking fire this guy. Get him out of my sight. A uh, a dishonorable mention that we could have uh, would be New Mutants. Uh, Because that one was... (laughs) (laughs) That was supposed to come out this year during the summer around the same time as Dark Phoenix. It was supposed to come out this year? It was. It was supposed to be before Dark Phoenix came out. But when Disney was buying the rights, it had come out in a meeting that somebody had leaked out 
Uh, the Dark Phoenix was so fucking bad they were going to have to reshoot almost the entire thing. They weren't sure if they were even going to let it come out. And New Mutants, they had to reshoot the entire thing to make it salvageable. Uh, and it just got pushed. It's been pushed back, like, I think 2021. But now it's it's been removed entirely, meaning that they just decided to say fuck it. Because <laughs> it was worse than Dark Phoenix, they said. <laughs> I, I want to picture this. So you, you know, like in, like I think Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks didn't get paid. He's like, oh yeah, you know, just give me percentage of the profits. I really yeah. want one of the people in that movie to be like, you know, these movies always make a lot of money. You know, don't pay me now. You can pay me with the percentage yeah. of the profits. You know, funny you mention that, because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about a like, um, a movie that I definitely liked. Um. Mr. Todd Good, Phillips. To... Todd Phillips directed Joker this year. Oh. But speaking of someone that doesn't get paid up front, he did he did that with this movie. He also did it when he did The Hangover. He didn't get paid up front for doing it. He just took a portion he takes a portion of the profits of the movie itself. And both of those movies made bank. So as it's been put, he made fuck you money big time off these movies. <laughs> yes, he did. I'm, you know what? I'm going to look at the Joker current. It did um, phenomenally. Current, the current gross. As of now, did, um, well, as of, no, that's 1021. Give me, give me, give me something fresh. Give, give me, me something new. The gross right now, domestic, is 30... Uh, no, my bad. $331 million. Damn. The international, minus China, um, $719 million. Yeah, I'd definitely say he earned fuck you money off that. He made the gross of that movie is a billion dollars. Yes. He made um. fuck you money. But if you don't know Todd Phillips' work, uh, out he hasn't done things like this. Uh, he's more famous for like The Hangover. Um, so you know he's more of a comedy guy. So he stepped out of his comfort zone and made this movie. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, I was very curious how it was going to turn out because uh, he's very much a character actor. Uh, he's he's a really good actor. I was very curious how he was what they were going to do with it. I had my doubts about it because I was immediately just like, I I don't have faith in DC. Like, I just don't. The only movie that they put out that I personally really enjoyed was Shazam. Uh, Aquaman, I thought was, Aquaman, I thought was way too fucking long because it had, <laughs> it had two big, huge villains that are Aquaman villains in the same fucking movie and just tried to balance back and forth from doing both. Like, it was... It was kind of fun to watch, but it was like a two-hour some long movie, and it's just like it didn't need to be that long. Like you're stretching out this story way too much. Like it could have been done by now. Uh, and Wonder Woman, I just didn't care for. Like I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was awesome. Like yeah, yeah when, when I watched Wonder Woman, I, I wasn't. It was good. Like I think it did really good because it was. Crap! The other thing is crap. Like I'm not shitting on. For me, first I think comic it was book the movie ending. women. <clears throat> yeah, if they would have had Ares not exist, then it, that exactly. men were just evil. Exactly. Like really you cool. didn't need to make it a god, and even when you did, I just felt that that whole ending of the movie was lackluster. Like it. 
I, I just I just didn't care for it. I I just I couldn't put my finger on it when I watched it. I just I didn't care for it. I didn't hate it, but I was like, I probably won't watch it again. And I'm the same way with Aquaman. Like, I watched it, and I'm still here today just like, yeah, yeah, I probably won't watch that again because it's, it's too fucking long. It didn't need to be that goddamn long. I just want to say, um, I looked up Todd Phillips, my MDB, what he wrote, just wrote. I got fucking whiplash reading this list. <laughs> <laughs> like Joker, War Dogs, The, the Hangover, Due Date, Road Trip. Borat, Starsky and Hodge, old school, and then he did Joker. Like, yeah, he fuck did. Me. He he's just really stuck to like comedy movies. So him coming out and doing Joker was like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're a comedy guy. Like, nobody had faith in him to pull this off at all. <laughs> and, there, and there he is. Um, now his dick being sucked by everyone at DC. For real. Uh, me and Anthony saw it, and I've heard a lot of people talking shit on it, like, oh, it's too serious, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. I liked it. I I, I really did like it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I think that the way that they handled it, I liked it a lot. I don't give a fuck if you didn't like it. I liked it. Especially, <laughs> spoiler alert for everyone, but, like, the chick that he, like, supposedly has a relationship oh with. Oh, my God. The moment he's in the in her apartment and he's just sitting there and she comes out, I'm like, oh, okay, they're gonna, like, you know, console him, they're get him to go yeah, home. Yeah, she's me. Like, oh. Your name is Arthur, right? Uh, had a bad day. And I was like, oh, no. No, leave that apartment. You need to run. <laughs> Grab your daughter and run. <laughs> like, oh, that movie. Joker was so good. Like, like I knew they don't show him kill her, but like the fact that he says I had a bad day, and then he like just motions the gun to the head thing that she had done earlier. I was like, oh no, no, he straight he murdered you and your daughter because I don't see either of you the rest of the movie from there. Uh, you're very clearly got murdered. <laughs> like he had a bad day, all right. Like, oh God, I think what we need to do. We're gonna break. We're gonna break the term. We're gonna do a special podcast episode. Oh. <clears throat> when the Joker comes out on DVD, we gotta do a commentary of it. I think it should be coming out to 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 DVD soon. I would think. Yeah. Like, oh my god, oh. It's such a great movie. Oh god, it's just that fucking. Um, there is talk that he's gonna be doing another one. Uh, but I have heard conflicting reports that that Phoenix doesn't want to play Arthur. He only wants to play Joker. He's like, I don't want to do another Arthur movie. Like, we just did that. So if I'm going to do it, then I want it to be a, an actual Joker movie. Um, yeah, well, I want to see... I want to see fucking Todd make more of these for other villains. Like, I want to see a Clayface. I want to see Riddler, Scarecrow. I think... You know, if you took that tone, I think it would work with someone like Clayface, too. Because he's another one yeah. that it's a very tragic story that happened to that guy. So I think that could work. Especially, like, failed actor, and he gets a, this chemical that starts fucking with him. Can oh. I can I just say, the ending to fucking Joker, when he's at the the interview that, with Robert De Niro's character yeah. there, me and my dad... <laughs> me and my dad both were sitting there, and it's terrible, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of shit from anyone who saw the movie, and he's going to call me a monster. We laughed. <laughs> Because we're sitting there, we're like, oh, this is, okay, he's going to, 
they're gonna end it with like he kills himself or, or something like that, right? And then he just fucking pops Robert De Niro, and we're like, oh shit! <laughs> we I we audibly shouted, oh shit, and started laughing. And we got the dirtiest looks, but it's like we didn't think that's what was gonna happen. Like that is not what he was leading up to. <laughs> no, and especially like considering they're saying, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a one-off movie. You're not gonna see a sequel." Like this fucking kill him right there. But oh my god, that fucking scene. Oh. Especially like when he's like, "Oh, I had to look, knock knock." Oh, you had to look that up. I had to look that up. No, I think we've heard enough. I think we've heard enough from you. I think you can get off my stage. And then just pop, 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 pop. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I love how, like, he went up to the camera and, like, it cut away. And then they show also him up at the camera talking, like, in here. And him get tackled. <laughs> like, oh, God. It was oh, everything about but, that movie. Like, he's, you know, if you have seen Joker, then then you might find the theory about that movie interesting. Or maybe not. Maybe you just didn't care for it. But there's a theory with that movie is that everything we saw in that movie did not happen. Is that the ending when he's sitting in the white room and she's talking to him is that that's where he was the entire time. Because if you recall back to the beginning of the film, when she when he's at the uh, like the therapist lady and she's like, what do you want to tell me about the place you're in? And then he's like bashing his head against a, a door. It's the same exact fucking room we see him in the end. So the theory is is that he was there, he's always been there, and that everything he said didn't fucking happen at all, that Batman's the one who put him there, and the joke that he finds so funny is that he knows he was the reason that his parents got killed, and that he knows who Bruce Wayne is, and that's why he's like, oh, I thought of a joke, you wouldn't get it, because nobody <laughs> else knows. And that's uh, that's the theory right now, is that's, is that's the reason he says, uh, I thought of a funny joke, is that he's the only one who knows who Batman is because of that night. And yet he won't reveal Batman because it ruins the joke. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and then he fucking kills her. The, the fucking, just the end in general, just like the cutaway and then him walking down a hallway with bloodied footprints, just nonchalantly, just like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> like, I was like, What? And then the cred, like, the end pops up, and I'm like, fucking, excuse me? <laughs> you mean to tell me this dude just murdered this lady? He's getting chased around what looks like Arkham Asylum, I'd assume, and you just end it? <laughs> what the fuck happens? Like, does he get out? What happens? Yeah, when that came up, cause I, saw it with, I saw it with Paul, because we were both at that thing where it was like, we're young men, and... You know, our mid-twenties. If you go see this movie alone, we're going to get weird looks. Uh, so we, we saw it together. And uh, when that came up, it was just like, okay, that's not going to be the end. There's going to be like an after credit scene no. or something. <laughs> no. Fun fact, if you, the lights are where I give it away in a movie. If the lights are not on, there's an after credit scene. Well, there should be. Um, I heard a thing uh, recently um, from uh, another podcast that I listen to from time to time there. Uh, and then, uh, But when you work in a theater, there's like certain things that you have to set between each movie. And uh, if you fuck up, then it, it's just fucked up until the movie plays. Uh, so 
in a case like that, the lights can come on. Like, there's, like, I've definitely been in movies where an end credit scene happens, but the lights are on, and it's just because somebody forgot to do a specific thing when the, before the movie played that it didn't set right. Uh, so that's how the lights and stuff work, is that they just have to hit things in a certain order, but if you fuck up, that it's just fucked up until it repeats itself. Um, but that usually is a good sign. Um, I'm kind of curious if they are going to do another one. Because uh, if they do, I'll totally fucking watch it. Because I just want to see where, what he'd even do with it. Um, but that one is a good one. I suggest watching it. But I will warn you, it is an uncomfortable movie. <laughs> <clears throat> to put it lightly, it's an uncomfortable movie. <laughs> yes, but very lightly. You um, know, it makes me think of an, another rated R superhero movie, Logan. Such oh, God. But I remember when I saw that in theaters, like, you know, I the credits were... Logan. The credits, the uh, the previews played, and then it was all dark. And then a guy, an employee, walked up in the front of the uh, screen. He's like, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to let you know there is no after credit scene. Thank you." <laughs> and he's like, "See, that's oh, a case. It's going to be one of those kinds of movies." That that is a case of somebody fucked up and didn't have the thing right, and the lights didn't come on, so he had to go out there and be like, "Look, the lights aren't on, but there's not anything else coming." coming like we, we just fucked up sorry <laughs> logan made me cry too i mean it's not it's not a 2019 movie i just want to put it out there i'm a little comic book bitch and i cried at logan too like i i i cried profusely at the end of logan just because my boy because my boy because there are no more gunslingers in the valley god damn it anthony Damn it. Uh, but no, Joker, definitely a ten, uh, 9 to 10 out of a 10. Um, loved it. Uh, I'm totally going to get it when it comes out, and I'm going to watch it again because I fucking liked it. Uh, now, going into another movie that wasn't... It, this one wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. Oh, what movie is that? Quentin Tarantino's film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, we saw, now- uh, went to theaters and saw it. And uh, it's not one of my favorites. wasn't terrible, but it wasn't his best. No, no. I have I hadn't seen that. Uh, my friend Chase, he saw it. He really likes it, but he also really loves all uh, Tarantino films. See, I'm the same way. Like, I, like I I like Tarantino's films. This one was one. It's so, it's a Tarantino and Scorsese thing because I we're also going to be talking the recent Scorsese uh, Scorsese film that came out on Thanksgiving there, uh, but this one was the same case of like it just had scenes in it that didn't need to be there because there's a lot of things where like they're going and they have a drink or they're flying on a plane and there's nothing of importance happening it's just in there and it's like I, I didn't need that. It it reminds me because I ended up going back and uh, rewatching uh, Jackie Brown recently, and that one's a, oh, God, that one's another one that has just so many fucking scenes in it that don't that are just overly long. Like if you haven't seen Jackie Brown either, uh, that one opens with our main character Jackie walking. She's a flight attendant, and it's like it's just like a ten minute long fucking thing of her walking through the terminal as credits roll in. And it's just like, that's so ridiculously long to even get into the movie. And it and there's a couple scenes that are like that, and it's like, I don't... 
you don't fucking need that in there, Quentin. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here, but you don't need to do that. And this one does the same exact thing. It just has moments like that where it's like, you could have cut that. Like, I didn't need that. <clears throat> um, but uh, it's it's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to bring it down briefly, would just be Ma- the night Manson killed, the Manson family killed Sharon Tate, but Tarantino's universe... So it doesn't go how it doesn't go how you how you know it does. It goes in the way he has it. Um, and it was like his his magnum opus movie, a movie that he wanted to do for a long time. Um, nobody would let him do it because it, it's Manson and nobody wanted to touch that at all. Uh, but he's finally able to make this. But it, it was definitely not one of my favorites. I think it could have been better, but it wasn't terrible. I do still like it. It just it's not in one of my tops. Um. So watch it, watch it, watch it at your own discretion. Depending if you like Tarantino, you'll probably like it, but you'll probably end up coming away with the same thing about like, yeah, it's another one of those, just his typical like you didn't need some bits that are in it, but it's still fine. You know, I want to, th- I want to talk about a movie. Uh, oh, real quick though, there is a one funny line I will tell you with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, there's a scene where Brad Pitt's character, he's a stuntman, and he's He's not, he's driving. I can't remember where he's he's going. He's going. He has like the actor. He has uh, DiCaprio's character's car. And he's his stuntman, and Brad Pitt picks up one of the Manson family girls because he had seen her before. And she's like hitchhiking, whatever. They're in the car driving, and she starts hitting on him and like, well, you want me to suck your dick? And she's like going back and forth with him on that, and he just stops her. He's like, all right, well, are you eighteen? Yeah. Well. uh... Do you have an ID to prove that you are? Because you don't look like you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have that. What do you mean? Nobody's going to deny getting their dick sucked. Like, well, if you're not 18, then no. <laughs> that, that that was one thing that, that, that caught me off guard and had me laughing. I was just like, that that's that, that's actually uh, that that's that's a realistic thing that I could... I can believe that because I, you know. No, I don't know. Please explain, Jared. It's a believable thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very loud silence. <clears throat> it's just, it's a funny scene. Um, it was just funny in in the way that it's delivered because it, it comes out of nowhere because it they're just they're just having like a normal conversation on this drive and then she's just randomly like oh suck your dick. And then just his response is like, okay, well, do you have an ID to prove you're 18? Like, oh, you don't? Well, then no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that one, uh, again, discretion. You know, it's a Tarantino movie, but not terrible, not great. Uh, but what what do you got, Anthony? Where, where are we going from here? I have this great movie that I have not seen. <laughs> oh. Called A Dog's Journey. Oh, boy. It's about a dog who gets out and goes on a journey and uh, yeah. makes a friend with a cougar. Um, the cougar helps defend it from wolves, um, okay. goes on a longer journey, and uh, gets saved, uh, reunites with his owner. Are you sure I have not seen a, this movie. Are you sure you didn't just watch Homeward Bound? No, no. This is a whole new uh, original thing. Um, I have not seen this movie. Do you know how I know the entire plot of it? Um, did you read about it? 
No, I watched the trailer for it. I honestly, when I saw the trailer for that movie, I I had that thought. I'm not gonna lie, I had that thought of like, is this gonna be? Is this gonna be what I think it is? Like, that's exactly what the movie is gonna be. I don't remember what we saw, but it was Heather, Mike, and I, and we're watching it, and we're just like, oh. that was that was the whole fucking movie. Like, we don't have to see that. We need to save money. It's the same feeling I have uh, for Harrison Ford's next movie, um, that Call of the Wild there. I have the same feeling with that. Seeing the trailer, I'm like, okay, so I know the entire movie based on this trailer that you've put out. Harrison Ford gets a dog. He doesn't like people. He doesn't do anything. Finds a dog. Decides to go on adventure. End of movie. (laughs) Man or dog dies. Exactly. Like it's it's an old it's an old book that everybody liked, but it's just one of those things of like you could have made a shorter trailer and try to have something that you'd have hidden in there that you've changed from the book, but like the trailer just tells it shows you straight up if you've read the book or know anything about the book, then you know exactly how that movie's gonna go. You're not there's no surprise or any mystery of what you're doing with it at all. Um, yeah, like fucking movie trailers nowadays. For, they have there are some that have just gotten bad like i wish they would do that for the movies that are fucking bad because the movies yeah. that are terrible they leave as such a mystery but the ones that are actually good they'll they'll spoil the whole fucking did, thing with one did trailer. you see godzilla not king of the monsters i did they uh, spoiler alert for uh, godzilla king of the monsters <laughs> they showed burning godzilla in the fucking trailer do you know how pissed off that that got spoiled for me in the fucking trailer? I fucking love me some Burning Godzilla. So... I saw that movie with Holly, my fiance's twin sister. And she was like pumped when that showed up. I'm like, yeah, I wish I would have had the same fucking feeling. I want to fucking right. find whoever made that trailer and hunt them down. So Godzilla also did come out this year, but Godzilla itself. Man, I'm sorry, but, like, my problem with the last Godzilla and this Godzilla is the same fucking problem. Less people, more monster, please. Like, that (laughs) is my only concern, is, like, I get that you're trying to add people to add more of a story of some kind, so you have something to work off of, but you could do that in, like, the first maybe 30 minutes, and then use the rest of your hour, 30 minutes, or whatever it is you're going to have, and just have it be Godzilla kicking ass against all these monsters. <laughs> but instead, you do the same thing you did in the last Godzilla movie, which is you start to show an awesome fight, and then you skip back to the fucking people who I give no shit about. He could eat the people. I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I come here for Godzilla kicking ass. Yeah, it's like... called Godzilla. <laughs> God damn it. The problem with a lot of the Godzilla movies is the fact, Sorry. like, the earlier ones. Like, Godzilla was meant to be, like, a mystery monster. Like, oh, scary. Like, there was a lot of build-up. And that's what they were doing in the first American one as well. Yeah. But they did that in the first American one. And that movie was fucking terrible. And if, in case you didn't know, <laughs> what, what did that? when did that one come out? Like, 99, 2000? Oh, no, I was talking about the original 
one with the well, not the Matthew McConaughey one. I mean, Matthew <laughs> <Benny laughs> Broderick. <laughs> it's Godzilla. All right, all right, all right. I thought you were talking about that one. I was about to say, did you know that that was the that that Godzilla that takes place in New York uh, was done by Steven Spielberg? It's a lot of fish. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of shit. Um, but no, the, like, like King of the Monsters. Like there were there were more parts in this one that I liked. Uh, but yeah, I, I will agree with you. The Burning Godzilla thing, like, don't show me that in the trailer. Also, uh, King Ghidorah, or however you want to pronounce it. I'm saying Ghidorah. Uh, cause Ghidorah. Yeah, Ghidorah. Uh, you could have left that a mystery. Like, I didn't need to know he was in there. You could have showed me, like, oh, we're going to have Mothra, and we're going to have... Uh, uh, Rodan. Rodan, and I would have been fine with that. I'd be like, oh, so that's cool. Like, we're going to have some different monsters. But to show me that he's going to be in it, I'm just immediately like, okay, so he's going to be the main villain and everything else is going to get shitted on. But then you don't even fucking do that. You don't even do that. It just becomes, we need to find our daughter. I, their daughter's with us and I'm with the bad people. You need to stop threatening our daughter with the bad people. I'm trying to help us all. We're all on a road to extinction. Our daughter's missing and the monsters are fighting. We need to find our daughter. That's what I'm saying. That's what that movie became. (laughs) I was so fucking upset. Yeah, and like, no, that's rude. Give me more Godzilla. Give me more Godzilla and King Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong. Kong This is where I'm getting scared, man. That movie got delayed, by the way. Did it really? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in March and now it's not coming out until like September. No, that's not a good sign. October. No, it could be a good sign. I mean, <laughs> that's like, I would, not a good I would sign. rather get a delayed movie. <laughs> We've than said one... this before. <laughs> you know, speaking of delayed movies that were supposed to come out this year, that didn't. I've heard that, that exact uh, line from you before, and it, the movie turned out terrible. So <laughs> I'm gonna um, well, fucking hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> you what movie was supposed to come out in uh, during Christmas time? And it's now not coming out till March. Sonic the Hedgehog, baby. See, that's that. Well, I don't know if I'm willing to say that that made it better. (laughs) I'm just gonna say that. I mean, Sonic looks better, but the movie as a whole, I don't know how well that was gonna be to begin with. Oh, oh yeah, the movie's gonna be exactly the same shitty movie, (laughs) but Sonic's gonna be better. I saw someone say that they they actually hate that they fix Sonic. Because they can't even ironically like this movie now. Now it's just going to be a generic crappy movie. <laughs> like, at least it was going to be, like, enjoyable because of how shitty it was going to be. And I was like, oh, Sonic looks great. Still going to be shitty. Oh, yeah, it's still going to be. It's probably, it more than likely, still going to be an awful movie. But it, it could come out and surprise me. It could. I, I'm I don't just glad think Jim it will, but... back to hamming it up. <laughs> See, I don't mind Jim Carrey like that though. He looks, he no, looks I like he's going like back to the the like Ace Ventura or or Mask type of comedy Jim Carrey, and I don't mind that. So, oh, but no, Godzilla King of the Monsters. You could watch it, I, but I, I I'm like, it's like in between like and scram for me, just because it's got some I mean, cool I'm... monster stuff. 
But stop with the fucking focus on the goddamn people. I don't give a fuck about the people. I only care to see fucking Godzilla beating the living shit out of the other monster. I don't give a fuck about the people they're crushing. Do you know what movie did really good between people monster balance? Kong Skull Island? Once. Kong Skull Island, you motherfucker. You knew exactly what I was going to fucking say. Goddamn right I did, because I love that one. Because it had Kong, and you had the Skull Crawler monster, but then you also had... John C. Riley. (laughs) Yeah, you had all these... You had, like, the soldiers coming in. But, like, it wasn't like Godzilla, where it's a corporation that's like, oh, we need to get the monsters on our side, and then focusing on them. That one was specifically... The military being sent in to figure out what's on this island, and then you find out, like, oh, Monarch. And, oh, that's the people that are with this Godzilla thing, which at first could tell you, like, oh, this is probably going to be just as bad as the Godzilla movie. But no, it it is not. Like, that movie Every... comes out of the gate strong with God, with uh, Kong destroying the helicopters and eating people. And then continues that trend for the entire movie of everything they do. There's just something fucking murdering them. I just like the idea where it's like they run into King Kong's like, okay, I think that's going to be the least. Of wor- I think that's going to be our biggest worry. It's the giant ape. If we he's really big, so we can avoid him. Let's go through this bamboo forest where nothing bad is possible. <laughs> nothing bad possibly oh could happen. God, bamboo spider. <laughs> Bamboos. It was a bamboos. I was like, the, yeah, they have all these really cool names, but in the moment, bamboo stroke spider, big buffalo, death pigeons. Dude, those fucking little fucking whatever death pigeons works for me. They're like little mini pterosaur things. That scene came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. It was like, it was a comedy relief horror. Because, yeah, just like this dude, just like, we're on the boat, we're making it to the checkpoint, we're gonna be fine, guys. Ah! (laughs) These little death pigeons, these tiny little bird-like things that hadn't been bothering anybody, come out of nowhere, grab this dude by the arm. Anyone again. Exactly. Grab this dude and fuck off. They grab this poor dude and drag him up into the sky and rip him in half. <laughs> they just leave everyone alone. <laughs> like, they specifically circled that boat and just decided, fuck this guy. Fuck only this guy. See, I want more. I want that for Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> And then he had some Samuel L. Jackson in that movie too, though. Oh my god! But and Samuel L. Jackson is is a crazy fucking leader of the whole squadron. He's just like, fuck that ape and fuck it hard. <laughs> like, I know, oh, we're trying to leave. I don't give a fuck about trying to leave. We're gonna fuck this goddamn giant ape. Like, that's the only thing I care about. It's like everyone's dying around you by these giant monsters. I don't care about that. I'm trying to kill that giant fucking ape. <laughs> that one that that pissed me off in the very beginning. I'm fucking holding a grudge. I don't give a damn. Uh, it's or not should I a... say I don't give a fuck because it's Samuel Jackson. But the reason uh, I, I I wanted to to break down Kong Skull Island like that is because they are doing the Godzilla versus Kong. But my my fear is 
with how the past two Godzilla movies have been, I'm really worried that that's how that movie's going to turn out too, where it's going to be all about the people and they're not going to show much of Godzilla beating the shit out of Kong or vice versa. Like, now I, like, I really oh, like he just the punched line. Godzilla in the jaw. Oh, now Godzilla's biting his arm off. Like, okay, can I see that happening? Why am I watching spectators? <laughs> now, I really like in Kong School Island how they're like, oh, Kong's just a, just a baby. He can still grow. I love so, that. So, so he can square up the Godzilla. I really want to see this fight. I really, like, I, my heart says Kong has a chance. He has a chance. Godzilla melted Ghidorah. <laughs> That's another melted. thing. They made Godzilla <laughs> super overpowered. <laughs> like, spoiler for uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but he fucking melts Ghidorah. So, the space dragon that can regenerate a head. He melted Ghidorah. When I, gonna... when I watched the uh, uh, the CinemaSin for that one, they pointed out, because I, I only watched that movie once, and was just like, yeah, okay, it's kind of like the last one. I mean, it's okay, but it's still not quite what I want. They pointed out that Rodan was, like, right next to all of that shit happening, and he was fine. So, so what the fuck happened? That Ghidorah well, I mean, got melted, but Rodan's like, oh, I can stand up now that that's over. Like, no, he just nuclear I mean, blasted everything around you. I mean, maybe it's because Ghidorah's the fire demon. Maybe. I'm, I mean, that's complete bullshit. I'm not going to argue. No, Rodan that's, should uh, not have survived. Everyone, everything <laughs> in one else died. <laughs> but Rodan just stood up like, oh, I got stabbed in the chest by Mothra oh, earlier. And somehow I lived. And I also okay. just survived this shit. Fucking that, that little wasp fucking moth thing. Like, it stabbed me in the vitals, but I'm fucking okay. I'm, I'm going to be a great day. Hey, Boss Ghidorah. Melt like oh, uh, hey, boss Godzilla. Yeah, you know that's another thing. If they're you know doing the Godzilla versus Kong like that, how the fuck is Kong supposed to fight him now that he has like an army of other monsters? How the <laughs> fuck is that gonna work? They did not think know. this shit through. I know they talked about how uh, Kong completely ignored King Ghidorah. <laughs> Like, on Skull Island, he heard Kidora's screams, like, that woke all the Titans, and he was just like, fuck you. I'm king. That's gonna, I'm, I'm calling it now. That's going to be the conflict. Oh, I, I guarantee it. Well, the other, well, Monarch made Kong, they, they made it specifically made it to where they, they point out that Kong was made to fight everything else. And that, like, the ship that they find crashed was carrying his parents... And then, like, he's the baby, and Monarch was making them because they knew about Godzilla, and they wanted something to fight it, and, like, that's where Kong comes from. But at the same time, I don't understand that plot line, because then they also stamp all over that with Godzilla itself, not mentioning it at all. So, Um, so I'm also gonna, I'm calling this for the Kong-Zilla. So they're gonna fight. The people said that, yes, there will be a winner. So... Kong's gonna get his ass whooped and be like, "Okay," but before Godzilla can kill him, what's that in the back in the distance? Is that Mecha King Ghidorah? 
Oh no, it's gone rogue and oh my fucking has god, his they own totally AI. set that up, didn't they? They totally set that Son up. Of a I'm bitch. calling it out. Mecha Ghidorah is gonna be the secret villain. Either that or it's gonna be fucking Mecha Godzilla that they just use Ghidorah's body for, because you know they're gonna fuck it oh. up somehow. Oh, did you not read the, the newspaper articles at the end of the movie, Jared? What? Monarch is building a robot in Skull Island. Not only is it confirmed that there's going to be a mecha, fucking Ty, Tywin Lannister there, he bought fucking Ghidorah's severed head. <laughs> like, I'm going I had another, to mute there. myself to sigh as hard <laughs> as I possibly could. <laughs> that dumbness. You don't want the people to be in there. Guess what? The people are going to be the main antagonists. Okay, fuck this. I can't do this anymore. We're done. We're done talking about Godzilla. I can't stand the stupidity that is coming out of this. God damn it! Wait, are there are you saying that we should beep beep? Beep beep. What's beep beep? Oh, that's how you tell Richie to shush. <laughs> Sure. Yes. Bam! In chapter two. Segway. Uh, so yeah, it chapter two also came out this year, and uh, I liked it. I know that there's people who shit it on it because they just people shit on anything, but I liked it. I think it started off pretty fucking gory. I liked it. I mean, it started off as it should have. Like that's the book. Yeah, for anyone who wants to shit on these movies in general, like, there are a lot of things that they pulled out of the book that they couldn't fucking use in, in the original one. Which, I know people, that they, they like the Tim Curry, they're like, oh, I like Tim Curry better. Like, but Tim Curry was made, for, like, Tim Curry did great as Pennywise, I will give him that, I loved his portrayal. But it was a made-for-TV miniseries. Do you have Prince Albert's in a can? Are you allowed to let him out? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I love Tim Curry. <laughs> I love Tim Curry as Pennywise, but like it was a mini series for TV, so they couldn't do as much as what this one has been able to do. Um, but you know, I just do want to put it out there now. This one did so well that they're talking about making another one of some kind, and I don't understand what the fuck you'd even do with it. I don't Pennywise Chapter Zero. You don't need to make anything else. Like, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, oh, and then people also complain, because, spoiler right now, the ending to everything is them making fun of uh, Pennywise. You're a clown. Yeah, like, you're just a clown, and, one, and then he shrinks <laughs> and they kill him. And I heard people bitching about that, like, oh, that's fucking stupid. It's like, have you, did, how the fuck do you think they defeat him in the book? Like, he's, that's literally what you do. He's a personification of fear, and if you don't feed fear, then it can't live. Like, what did you think they were going to do? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Um, did you did you see the how it should have ended for chapter two? I don't think I did. It was great because they basically did that whole thing where uh, Mike, that's the guy who stays in Derry, right, Mike? Yeah. Um, where he's like, "Welcome to like Derry. Everything's a weapon," and they literally like, "This pole can shoot lasers." <laughs> and they're literally just weaponizing their imagination. 
And then fucking <laughs> Bill's like, and this, no, uh, Bill Hader's character, he's like, and this desert eagle is a desert eagle. And just Pennywise. <laughs> like, yeah, imagine your fucking own imagination is what fuels Pennywise. Oh. I love that. It chapter two is good. I I did like also, uh they did change it slightly uh uh but, yeah, I believe it is Mike um but his character in the book didn't fucking do anything. He was the most boring character. Uh, <laughs> so they just found a way to make him more useful, basically. But it did. There was the opinion I have heard is that it took away from the other characters, which yes, I agree. It it did take away from like Beverly and their and the other stories that they have. But it did give a character that otherwise has fucking nothing other than just fucking dying in the book. It gave him something more to do. So, <laughs> at least it was yeah. something. Also, I saw uh, a great theory. So, you know how, like, uh, when they destroyed all their things, the element, the ritual of Chewed failed? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because uh, Richie, Richie's token wasn't the token. Really? Yeah, it was Eddie. Because, you know, he loves him. He's, he's him in the past, what he's afraid of. And then after Pennywise kills Eddie, then all their insults start to work because the ritual is complete. Got you. I thought that was a fun little theory. Oh, that was a good movie. I, I really, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, for real, he's Fucking he's done an amazing Scott. job. He straight up kills kids in this one. He eats. He just straight up murders two children. <laughs> oh, that little thing! I can blow it right off your face. The count of three. One, two. <laughs> You're supposed to say three. <laughs> well, I you saw so many people <laughs> jump at that part. <laughs> I t- I fucking knew it was coming because it just it goes to the two and the little girl's just about to start to speak and you see that drool just coming out of his mouth. I'm like, oh no, oh no, you're dead. <laughs> you're about to be a Pennywise <laughs> snack. I like even even as a clown when no one else is witnessing, he has phenomenal comedic timing. Timing. You're supposed to say three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, uh, it chapter two was really good too. Um, yeah, I, I don't think a spooky naked old lady. <laughs> yeah, they do. They show the naked lady. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when when the fucking trailer was there, and the old lady was like, you see her running in the background, and then it only showed the shot from between lights. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see old lady titties. <laughs> Little did I know that they'd be spooky CGI little lady titties. Oh. Um. So th- this one's definitely another one. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we definitely suggest going to watch that one too. We won't spoil anymore. Um, it's pretty. It's very well spoiled, but it's, it's such a good fucking watch. There's other bits in there that I I'm, I'm not going to spoil for you, but it, it was a good one. Um. <clears throat> Uh, one that came out this year that I mentioned with James and Jeremy there, I believe. Um, or maybe I mentioned it with you. Honestly, I can't remember. Um, 
but Little Monsters over on Hulu, fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Little Monsters? I don't fuck know Little Monsters. That movie. So hard. That movie lied so fucking hard in its trailer that it might as well have not have even been a trailer for that movie. Um, now, not to confuse it, it's not Little Monsters uh, where the monsters are underneath the bed and the boy goes under it. Like that's not that's not it. This is an entirely different <laughs> movie with the same name. The trailer made it seem as though it was kids, little kids, like. Like I want to say, like kindergarten, first grade-ish kind of kids going on a field trip to like a petting zoo, and then like zombies come in and they have to like survive with their teacher. That is not how this fucking movie is. It was a fucking trap, because what the actual movie is is a fucking rom com, but it has zombies in it. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? <laughs> Because they don't mention anything about any kind of love interest in any of the trailers that they had shown. Like, literally the trailers where the zombie's eating, like, one of them eats, like, what looks like a porcupine and has, like, quills in his mouth. So you get, like, and he's got, like, quill mouth. And it's like, oh, that's funny. And you have uh, this, like, chubby guy bite one of the, like, a zombie kid. And he just, like, spits the kid back out. He's like, oh, oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? Because, you know, it was it had, like, funny moments. And then I watch it. I finally sit down. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch it now. You know, I was really curious about it. It starts off, literally starts with following this guy, break up with his girlfriend because he doesn't want to get married and have a kid. So then he moves in with his sister, and then it's, all about him having to watch over his little nephew and how his nephew has all these allergies and shit and he can't eat this or do that or whatever. And and then he like and then he goes back to try to reconcile with the girl and she's fucking her her coworker and he's like, oh, I can't believe I and it, and by the way, it's takes place in Australia, which is another <laughs> thing that they Can don't I? they don't mention. So everyone most of the characters have an Australian accent, which throws you off, because that's another thing they didn't really allude at at all in the trailer. Um, yeah, that's racist, Jared. But I'm just saying, because like, going into it, I didn't know that it took place in Australia to the fact that everyone had that like Aussie accent. And I going into it, I was like, this is weird. Why does everyone sound like that? And then I realized very quickly it, it takes place in Australia. I was like, why, why is this movie not what it looked like it was? Well, you know that... You didn't get it when the when it woke when it opened up with a kangaroo and a dango. It did not. And, That's racist. It did not. Do that. <laughs> All right, my bad. Um, it was no. a wallaby. By, by the way, can I, I don't mean to interrupt you, um, but we fucking killed koalas. Oh yeah, we did. We killed koalas. <laughs> can I just like koalas, we called and they still are uh, koalas. God's mistakes and how God should just smite them from the earth. Qualls have been smit, smoked. Um, there is a god, and he listens to our podcast. Or she. Or she. Yeah. <laughs> we we like, killed uh, them. Like, there's a... Oops. Like, Achievement Hunter, they always talk about how they kill people. Like, they talk about... They'll talk about celebrity, and then a celebrity will die. 
Gmail Hunter has us. nothing on us. <laughs> we killed a species. We've unlocked the ultimate achievement in life. <laughs> we should put. We could put that on a fucking resume. <laughs> I just thought I, I have an idea for a shirt now. Um, we're gonna have a new shirt here soon. I just came. I just had an idea pop in my head. So. Hit us up at that patreon.com slash oddcast to look up the new shirt I'm cooking up now. Oh, <laughs> Oddcast, koala killers. Re- <laughs> you, know, you know how the one juror says, I'm an oddity, or whatever, it says, it's just say, I'm a koala killer. <laughs> we would get attacked by every group imaginable. <laughs> I just, I just can't believe it. Well, we would become popular very quickly for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> like, I honestly, like, when we always talk about koalas, I was like, koalas, this is an okay species to talk about, to joke about. It's like, like a oh, tiger. Just, oh, we immediately, we have shitted on them from the very beginning. <laughs> Oh, just like they're dumb, they're fucking just useless, they're God's mistake, no one needs them around. And then just, I believe one of the episodes I said, ago. they've been declared officially, they will be extinct by 2050. <laughs> We're gonna be alive by then! I have to go, I have to like go to Australia and hug a koala, like... No, you can't Weird do that. You can't do that. You'll get chlamydia. <laughs> then the koala's legacy will live on. I'll just have to have as much consensual sex as I can. <laughs> Sorry, Heather. We're going to have to break up so I can become koala man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So to, so to wrap up Little Monsters, uh, the reason it turns into a rom-com from that point uh, is he drops off his nephew at his school and he finds out his teacher's hot. So then he immediately jumps on when they need a chaperone when they're going to this place. And from there, that's what the movie becomes. is like him trying to get with this teacher and then all of a sudden, oh, and then it just, Jeremy saw it and he agreed with me. It's an abrupt fucking turn to some soldiers in some kind of underground base talking about all the dangerous animals that are in Australia and that how a zombies, the zombies break out from there. And the petting zoo is like right next to where this is. So the zombies just fucking go there. Uh, the fucking, the movie is so fucking, like it was so bad. Like it had such potential from the trailers I saw. Because the trailers I saw were literally like these kids trying to survive and like the teacher making jokes. There were some funny things being said. Anything that was funny in this movie was shown in those trailers. And they didn't allude to the fact at all that it was a rom-com. At all. Fucking at all. You know how this movie fucking ends? How? So they're on a tractor. And the tractor was for like kind of like a hayride, but to take them through the zoo and the petting zoo thingy and show them the different animals that they had. They're riding the tractor down the road. The kids are crying, so the teacher pulls out her little ukulele and begins to play them the wheels on the bus go round and round to try to get the kids to calm down. Do you know what happens, Anthony? 
Does that attract the zombies? Oh, the zombies are following them. Can you guess what happens when she does that? Now the wheels on the bus up going round and round. The zombies start singing along. I'm sorry, I think I had a brain hemorrhage right there. Right? The zombies start singing along to the song that they're singing. So, like, they do, like, wheels on the bus, happy, and you know it. Uh, for real. Because she's like, because they stop, and they're like, I think they're responding to the music. She's like, if you're happy, you know it, clap your hands. And you see all the zombies, like, trying to clap their hands. Just, and every time she stops, they get mad. They pass by the military. The funniest bit of the end was when they get past the military. The dude, the the uncle who's like driving the tractor, looks back at the at the general, and he's like, "They just need music. All they need is music. All you need is music. That they'll be controllable. They just need music." Dingo, dingoes. <laughs> well, the general stops, and he just looks at him, and there's like a. I mean, it's like an awkward kind of silence of like 10 seconds. I'm like, huh. Open fire, and then they just mow all the zombies down. <laughs> now that's a fucking great ending. Uh, but no, it, that movie was fucking dumb, and it was not how it was said to be, so I give it a 2 or even a 1 out of a 10. It is a scram for sure. It was not how it was made out to be. Nowhere in any trailer I saw did they allude that there was any kind of any love interest thing going on. They just alluded that it's zombies and kids trying to escape, and it had a funny element to it. I'm like, that would be great. Not what it was at all. So not recommended by me. It just it. I don't know who the fuck that movie appeals to, but it's definitely not me. I can't imagine anyone who wants to watch a rom-com and also wants to watch a zombie movie. I don't know anyone who wants to see that. I mean, have you seen Warm Bodies? I don't like that one either. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's you know, you know I'm I'm willing to admit. I'm I'm a big person. Um It took me so long to realize that that was a Romeo and Juliet thing. Really? Didn't we watch that mm-hmm. one? Didn't we didn't we watch that one together? Didn't we like I think so. one night and we just didn't know what it was? I th- I think so. Because I think that but was the like, same case of like it just looked like a funny kind of movie and then it turned into that and we were all just like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you, if you want to watch a good zombie with a uh, romance subplot in it, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> always goes back to Shaun of the Dead. Somehow we Great always movie. end up on Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Killing koalas and talking Shaun of the Dead. These are the two things we do. I'm going to buy a koala plushie. <laughs> I'm going to name him Sean. Uh, uh, so the, another movie that came out this year as well uh, that I actually just saw recently, because uh, it came out around the time of Thanksgiving, uh, was Knives Out. Um, and I recommend it. I highly recommend it. It was a very fun uh, think of Clue. That's how that movie kind of. That's how that movie plays. It's a very fun mystery thriller kind of thing. Uh, Chris Evans plays a douchebag son. So after seeing him as Captain America for so long, it was, 
it was such a fun ride seeing him play this like very cocky douchebag son of the other family members that are there. Um, that was fun. Uh, then you also have uh, uh fuck who who who's playing who's the guy that plays James Bond right now? Daniel Craig. Thank you. Uh, he played. Now this threw me off immediately when I uh when the move when he when he shows up in this movie he is a detective like a special like kind of detective he has a southern drawl accent and i didn't know he could do that it is like spot on sounds like he's from georgia like it's, he's from georgia he talks like this for the entire movie and he does it fucking spot on and i've never heard him do that before so that was fucking amazing first off like props to him i didn't know he could do that uh but he's fun uh your main character who's like a nursery uh girl she's fun uh the whole movie fucking great i liked it uh which brings me to my, uh, which brings me to a point uh i mentioned it with you and seth yesterday when we were talking um the new Batman movie coming, they keep adding big-name actors. Uh, Andy Serkis is playing uh, Alfred. He's signed on right now. You have Colin Farrell playing Penguin. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is Two-Face. And there's like, there's like three other fucking big-name actors that are signed on for this fucking movie right now. And Knives Out had the same thing. <clears throat> you have Jamie Lee Curtis. You have... Uh, uh, I forgot his name already. Daniel Craig. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name either. But he was in Get Out. He was the dude that snaps. If you've seen Get Out, then you know the other, the one of the other cops. He was the guy that uh, he's already brainwashed with another bot, another mind inside his body. When they take his picture, he snaps. That guy. Uh, he plays one of the other cops, and he was really good. Uh, uh Michael Shannon. Like there's just there's I, like fuck, dude. There's a ton of big name actors in Knives Out, and it turned out really well. So I think with the Batman, I'm in the boat of it could turn out good or it could turn oh out my God. fucking horrible. It just depends John, how they go with it. Jared. Oh God, here we go. John Totoro. Do you know that name? No. Do you remember Don't Mess with the Zohan? Oh yeah. He's the basically the other Zohan guy. The Phantom, whatever he's. Called. Oh my God! What is he? <laughs> okay, well he's collecting he's, himself. If you haven't he's seen Carmine Falcone. Falcone. Oh my God! He's Falcone. <laughs> if you haven't seen Zohan, you do know this guy. If you've seen Shia LaBeouf Transformers, he plays the conspiracy dude. I can't imagine. <laughs> He's gonna be Falcone. I, okay, I've changed my mind. This movie. This is the greatest movie ever. This is gonna be the best Batman movie ever for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Where's Batman? I don't know. Shine that light over there. Ugh. Oh, there he is. He's shining. So you mean to tell? So you mean to tell me, Batman glows in the light? 
Yeah, it's weird. You think we're all that black, you'd be fine. But he, for some reason, he glitters. No wonder why he only goes out at night. <laughs> also, uh, and he's uh, John Torres. He plays Jesus in The Big Lebowski. Uh, he's a, he's a great actor, but he's I can't see him playing a serious <laughs> role. <laughs> but he's playing Fal- he's playing Falcone. <laughs> For those who don't know, Carmine Falcone is a mob boss. He should be played by someone like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino, somebody of that nature that plays mobsters. It should not be the dude who plays comedy. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a no. great movie for all the like, wrong fucking all the roles, all the roles. Like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And the circus is Alfred. Uh, okay, yeah, he's British. Matthew McConaughey is Two Face. That one alone. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You see, see I, I gotta say, wise. I don't. I have faith with Andy Serkis being Alfred only because he played Claw in Black Panther and he does fine with a serious role if you give it to him. I think he'll be oh, yeah, fine. No. Andy Serkis is a great it's actor. The rest of the fucking cast that they have lined up. I'm just fucking baffled. Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobot. Yes! <laughs> like, why? Like, no, like, I love Colin Farrell. He's a great actor. Fucking loved him in Daredevil. Best part oh, of that so, movie. Oh, uh, you know something I forgot to mention when we did uh, covered over Joker. There, did you know? Fun fact: Joaquin Phoenix lost about fifty-two pounds to to make the body that we saw in that movie. Oh, good, because every time I look at him, it physically hurts me. <laughs> that one scene where he shirts off and he's like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing on that fucking yeah. bench because. He I was so distracted by looking at his fucking shoulders and how contorted, like, oh, like, just, just eat a sandwich. <laughs> you know what? Then you know what? Joker's a perfect time for a Snickers commercial. <laughs> Dude, I had a fucking Snickers today. Hey, Arthur. Yeah, stop shooting people. Why don't you have a Snickers? Why? Because you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Thanks, bad boy. <laughs> that was a terrible Mark Hamill impersonation. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm Mark. Die in this episode. Uh so that's uh that's the movies that have come out this year. Um, any other then some. any other mentions you want to have there? Um. Uh, oh oh. I know, I forgot one. The Irishman. Don't. Unless you have an entire afternoon with nothing to do at all, <laughs> this one is. Uh... God damn it, man. Like, Scorsese. That's one where he's after his lucky turns. This movie has so much potential to be more fun. It's, it's three and a half fucking hours, first off. Just a stupid amount long for a fucking movie. It has Robert De Niro, it has Al Pacino, and it has, um, god fucking damn it. I always forget his name, because he hasn't fucking acted since Home Alone, really. 
since like that era. He hasn't done anything. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. He like he like retired after the nineties. He was just like, I've done enough. I have enough money. I don't need to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I haven't. Why did you, why did you quit acting? Because I have enough fucking money. Literally for do this I, movie. Do I look like I need money? For the for this movie, Pacino and De Niro like kept harping on him. Like, because I, I had heard a behind-the-scenes thing, is, like, to even get Pesci to come back for that, they had to nag him for, like, a year straight to come back and do it. Because he was <laughs> just like, I don't want to do a movie. Like, what do you mean? I don't want to do a movie. Yeah, that's great. I don't want to do it. And then they'd wait, and then come back and be like, hey, we got this movie you want to... Oh, that's great. I don't want to do your movie. I don't care. I don't need to do it. Why do you keep bugging me for this fucking movie? And it was not that great of a movie. <laughs> Should have stayed retired. Um, it is a three and a half hour movie. It is three and a half fucking hours. Uh, and I'm just gonna tell you right now, the whole premise is Robert De Niro as an Irishman who gets involved with Bob. And can you guess what they do? What the what the whole story is based on, Anthony? Um, him trying to get his money back. It's based on the unsolved the unsolved case of Jimmy Hoffa. But it's unsolved. Yeah, this is Scorsese's version of what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. They they use real time events to of what happened with Hoffa. They basically over how Hoffa helped the mob and they did this, they did that. But then the, he just kinda makes up what happened to him because Fun history fact for those of you who don't know, they don't know what the fuck happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Like, they know he was tied with the mafia, and they know that he, like, was helping the mob, like, on in the Vegas Strip. They know that they helped him do this, do that, and elect this, and elect that. But then he just fucking disappeared, and, and the reason it's always like, oh, that's where Jimmy Hoffa's body was hit, it's because they don't know what the fuck happened to him. Like, the mob got rid of him, and it's the only person the mob got rid of that they never knew what the fuck happened. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly why in uh, one of the best movies ever made, so Bruce Almighty, <laughs> there's a Jimmy Hoffa reference in there. Yeah, there is. Um, But no, this one is, uh, I'm just going to spoil it because it's way too fucking long. And I know Did most Jimmy Hoffa die? <laughs> well, the way they do it in the movie is that De Niro is sent to Detroit. And the way Pesci and him are doing the scene, it seems like they're sending him away so he won't have to kill Hoffa. But basically, like, everyone around them, it's when the mob's starting to get busted and everyone's starting to get figured out because uh, uh, they help JFK's brother get elected as a senator. And then he immediately goes on the defensive against all the mob bosses. And De Niro doing, like, his narration while things are happening, he's like, you know, it's kind of fucked up. You know, we help elect a guy. And then he turns around and he starts fucking everybody that helped him. We thought that was kind of fucked. Uh, so then it's like, it, like, alludes to, like, the mob hired the hit on the Kennedys. And they're like, basically, Pesci's like, well, you know, Hoffa's gotta go. You know, like, he, people are getting busted left and right. Things are going bad. He's got all. He's got paperwork on everybody that ties us all back. He's got to go. And then you have De Niro like, I don't want to do that. I, I can't do. It. He's my friend. He's been my friend. He's been good to me. I can't do that. All right. Well, you're gonna go to Detroit and you're gonna get out of here for a bit. All right. And then it just shows him go to Detroit and then it turns into he's the one that has to kill Hoffa. Like, yeah, he dis- Jimmy Hoffa disappeared like two hours from me in some place in near Detroit, Bloomfield. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the De Niro shows up at a house that they're like reflooring it, 
Uh, then uh, they have Hoffa come to a place to meet. Nobody shows up. And then they finally show up and he sees De Niro's character, the Irishman, and then his son and this other guy. They drive back to the house. They have some fucking conversation about that his son had put raw fish in the car before that and the seat was wet and then it smells like fish. So then they have like the joke of like, oh, you never, oh, no, you know, so never put fish in your car. Never, never put fish in your car. You never get that smell up. Never get it out of the leather. They have like that whole conversation, and then it turns into De Niro and uh, which uh, Al Pacino plays Hoffa, and they go into the house, and then he like goes in, and he's like, "Well, where the hell is her?" And then De Niro pops him in the back of the head, and then two more in the back, and then leaves. And uh, then he, De Niro, basically is just like, "Yeah," and then we burned the body and got rid of it. You know, we didn't want we didn't want to have any evidence that would tie us to Hoffa. He had to go. He was a problem. So we burned the body, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> and if then it's uh, well, the the ending to that movie is what made me like because I made I my dad finally actually watched too, and he had the same response uh, that it was just too fucking long for no reason. Um, but at the same time, the fucking ending is him is De Niro's character in a retirement home. And it's just him and the nurse having a conversation, and then the nurse leaves, and then it just zooms in on him in his room, and that's it. And then it just ends with like him just sitting in his chair. That's the end of the fucking movie. So that's another one. Avoid it. Just, just, it's not as good as it could have been. Um, but other than that, that's all the movies for 2019. As, uh, as you can see, there was a lot of shit ones. There were some good ones, but mostly shit. Mostly um, shit. Yeah. Well, no, no, I guess I can't say that. There were mostly good, but there were a lot of shit ones in there. It was mostly um, good and mostly shit. Yeah. So, with that, you can find us on Oddcast Network on Facebook, uh, the Oddcast Network on YouTube, at Oddcast and on Twitter. Uh, we also have uh, my Instagram page of the Jammer underscore Jokey Pants. You can find us there as well. Um, <clears throat> is there anything else you want to add in? Um, n- no. All right, well, that's uh, that's our review of movies this year. That's everything that, uh, I mean, we've seen that we wanted to mention in. Um, you know, reach out and let us know. Uh, we'll be back with Fireside tomorrow live. We'll be on YouTube, the Outcast Network there. Um, by the time this comes out, that'll probably already air. I'll probably put it over the weekend. Um, but that's that's everything there. And go to that Patreon, patreon.com slash Outcast. Help support the show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.